1: How do we effectively sell when customers today can easily buy? How do we transcend the pervasive dynamic of simple transactions when we aspire to truly connect and build relationships with our customers and clients? Well, on today's episode, I'm speaking with master connector Lou Diamond, CEO of Thrive. We're going to talk about how sales teams and entrepreneurs and all of us in business can better understand a new generation of customers and what it takes to truly connect with them. Throughout the pop psychology, the world has changed. We have changed. And Lou Diamond is going to help our businesses thrive today, tomorrow, and in the years to come. It's David Avran on the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, back in 20 seconds.
2: You're listening to the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Avran. Featuring candid conversations with some of the most influential leaders in business today. Sit back and listen in, or feel free to watch the video version online. This is the Customer Experience Advantage Podcast, and here's David Averin.
1: And welcome once again to the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. I, of course, am David Averin, and I always appreciate you tuning in. I have great conversations with great leaders. If you want to watch the video version of this and see how cool my hair looks today, uh, it is, of course, on on YouTube and it's on my podcast on my website at davidaverin.com. Today we're talking to Lou Diamond. Lou's a great friend um, and what I really uh, admire about him, he's got a very, very popular podcast. Many of you listen to the, the Thrive Loud podcast, but Lou really gets it and works with, with major organizations, sales teams, and others on how to truly connect. You know, we, we for so long, it was this business card exchange, and we think we're networking, and there's a big difference between the two. So before I introduce him, let me give you the formal introduction so you understand who he really is. Lou Diamond is a highly sought-after speaker, connector, and performance mentor and podcaster. He's the author of the international bestseller, Master of the Art of Connecting, and CEO of Thrive. He's made it his life's work to help businesses, leaders, and brands thrive through the power of connecting. This innovative, connecting tactics have helped hundreds of companies across the globe. Is it across the globe or is it around the globe and across the country? That's a good point. I think I, you're I think... missing the boat. We'll, we'll, we'll modify yeah. that later on. He's All helped right. them explode their sales, which sounds violent, retain their clients and build a thriving culture. His boundless energy and motivation has inspired audiences to feel they can conquer the world, make tons of great new connections and money doing that. He's got a brand new book coming out called Speak Easy, Connect With Every Conversation. Lou Diamond, welcome to the show. David, truly an honor to be here. And I
0: and I think you're right. I think it is around the world, not across the globe. Around the country. Across the
1: country around yeah. the world or, or around the globe.
0: I always had trouble um, with my prepositions. I really did.
1: You know, you know what? Uh, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll correct each other later. So you and I actually connected through this master art of connecting. We were at a conference together yeah. and just struck up a conversation from different tables within a restaurant. By the end <laughs> of the meal, um, I had pulled my chair up to your table with yourself and your lovely wife. Talk to us about... That difference. You know, there's a lot of talk about how do we network how are we connecting? And of course, that changed during COVID and how do we do it virtually? Sales teams really, sales professionals really struggled to try and do it through Cyclops, right? The webcam and others. <laughs> but let's go back to sort of the basic terminology. Um, what is it and what
0: is it not? I, I like to think that there are things everybody tries to do, there are actions you can take to try to bring in new sales, get your message and your marketing out, uh, make get your communication out to whoever you're trying to uh, speak or profitize or whatever the word is. Um, but when it comes to connecting, it took me a long time to figure this out. It's not what you need to do. It's actually how you need to be. And there are ways that you actually have to focus on acting yourself, a certain muscles inside of you that I actually call your connecting core. And it's working on those muscles that help you become a better connector. Whether you're doing it individually, like you and I did personally in a social situation, trying to connect with another human being, whether you're an organization trying to connect your message and your brand to your customers, or maybe when you're a leader in the way that you need to better connect with your people, it actually is the way you need to be. And there are things that you can do before, during, and after you connect with someone or begin to position yourself to connect, the ways you actually act and the, way, the things you need to do from how you actually are. <laughs> but, I know that's a little it? vague, but no, that's, no, that's no, not but what No, but it, it isn't, is. but we're going
1: to drill down. We're going to drill down yeah. and make it less vague. Um, I, I think most people think they're good at this. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, to presentations, books, and others, and the teaching that you do, Isn't there also a danger? I mean, how do you handle this dichotomy between overthinking intentionality in our communication with the admonition that we need to be natural and
0: authentic? It's it's the toughest balance of all, which is actually why when the first time I put the book together, I called it the art of connecting, because there is no exact science to how you go about and connect with other individuals. The things you can control, though, are understanding these different muscles that you have. And let's, let's go through one of them. Let's just start off with when you and I first met, and that'll help mirror this conversation. We, I wanted to learn from you. I wanted to understand who was this individual that I was connecting with. How do we do that? What do we usually do when we go to meet somebody? What do we like to do when we you know, connect with someone? What's the first thing we probably want to do? We want to learn who, what, who someone is,
1: right. I'm ask me. Oh, I, I, in my mind, and this is something that I'm probably one of those people that feels I'm good at this, uh, is that I,
0: I, I look for things that we have in common. Okay. And, and I think the way that we figure out the, how we have things in common is that we really have to start off by just asking questions. Right. And, and it's really interesting. I, I was thinking about our conversation when we first met. It all started with basic conversations, just generally who you are where you come from. We were at a speaker conference. We both speak. What do you speak about? All of these questions do something. They actually, when, you, when you're asked a question, you ever think about the reaction when someone asks you a question, how, how you feel when someone asks you a question, believe it or not, we actually feel good. Yeah. Well, we I, feel mean, like, oh I my heard God. that line
1: that, that it's hard to dislike somebody who we think likes
0: us or, or more notably that actually someone is caring and making us the center of attention. So often in this world that we live in, we're just so focused on making ourselves the center of attention. So we're always talking at people or wanna tell people everything that we have, right? But not necessarily have we been asked permission to do so. The art of connecting begins at asking great questions, be asking and be listening, the two ways you need to be. That's how you start off. You start off by putting yourself in a mode that actually wants to be curious, which is what be asking to be listening is. And curiosity is really what we want to do when we're connecting with people. Too often there are organizations that kind of shuffle off curiosity that we don't care so much about it. We think we know everything or maybe we assume certain things or we wanna learn things about people. Think about that when somebody comes into a room and they haven't necessarily, uh, been open to asking questions so that they can learn about that other individual. And they just basically assume certain things. We hate when people assume, right? Right. The reality is, is that when we start off connecting with people, whether we're an individual one-on-one like you and I are, whether we're in a sales meeting and we're trying to actually learn about a potential client that we're dealing with, whether it's a marketing message and we're trying to better understand the customers we're dealing with or what we want to learn from that customer experience, which I know you focus on so much, The way we need to be is be asking and be listening as that initial piece, which is basically the power of empathy, which is one of the core muscles of our our body. We have to work on being empathetic every single day we want to make a connection with someone, every single instance that we want to. When we are not this way, we actually push people away. We don't realize it when we just start talking at somebody or we don't care about someone's interests or we're only focused on ourselves, we're actually being selfish. When we right, end. but but we don't think we're here. Let's talk about sort of within a business context
1: mm-hmm. because we have this brain full of information. We want to. It's not that we're cavalier; we don't care about them. We think what we have to say is so important that they're going to be enthralled by this, right? How do we balance in an authentic conversation? Because I really want to connect this to business. Yeah. How do we balance preparation, which is important, with being present in the moment, um, even when it comes to podcasting? And you and I do a lot. Um, there's a lot of people that do so much preparation that they just have a list of questions and you answer, they get to the next question. And they're so consumed by the process that they're not present in the conversation. How do we Uh, balance preparation with presence? You've you've kind
0: of stolen my thunder here. No, I'm launching launching you. But here it is. uh, Here's Here's the general idea. Every single connection we have in our lives begins with a conversation. And in that conversation, the way conversations need to start, just like the one when you and I met, was we need to be asking questions, be listening to what we hear, and then be responsive to act from that particular instance. All the preparation, all the work you do beforehand is basically to prepare you to do your homework so that maybe you could be smart about a certain topic so that maybe you can understand the needs of what a customer might need, what their interests or where their problems really are. Like At the end of the day, If you're in a customer service business, if you're a consultant, any any type of business where you're helping to partner and serve with your clients, you may have the answers in your head and you might want to solve their problems and you might want to think that you have all the best systems, practices, technologies that will end up helping another business. But the reality is until you understand and connect through a great conversation with that potential client, what their problem is where they need the most help, be empathetic to step into their world, to see things from their perspective, only then can you be able to possibly partner together and provide a solution. And I use that term possibly, because if the reality that we think, if we think that we could fix everybody's problems and we're the ones there, well, we might not want that person to fix our problem. We need to establish the connection that we can empathize and see things from their world. So that world literally becomes part of our world. That's actually what happens when we connect is that we bring our worlds together. See, I did worlds here not globe or across the globe or around the globe. But we bring those worlds together because we see things from their perspective. We make their world part of our world because then we're helping to solve our problem. Connection begins at that initial conversation by asking and listening to kick things off so that we can then take all that preparation we have but live in the moment while we're doing it, which is not easy to do, by the way, because we're so excited to talk about the problems and the technology and the solutions that we know are going to fix their problem. We don't know if they're ready for us yet. We don't know if our solution might even be the best solution. And by the way, flip this around. They might, they might not be the best partner for us. We might not right. make a connection. There might be such disconnect with where our beliefs are and what problems we can solve and what we can do that that might not be the right client for us. This is where connecting is important. Planning all of that work you do beforehand only makes you smarter within your conversation so that your conversation can run fluidly and naturally. It is a balance. You're 100% right, but connecting begins at that conversation. And from a business perspective, it's essential that we go into that empathetic mode to begin connecting, not trying to sell or push things when we talk with people.
1: You know, It's been said that Business is like high school, right? We do business with people we like. Uh, we do business with people that we trust. And for some people, um, I, you and I are both extroverts. Um, we're very comfortable in social situations, but there's a lot of people who aren't. And so for those, I mean, there are people who are really, really in need and open to your message. And there's probably others that are a bit dismissive just because, listen, I'm, this is what I do. I'm schmoozer, whether or not they're good at this or not. How do we help those, those who are listening, who are watching this right now, who say, well, it's easy for you to say because you do this or you're an extrovert. For me, it's a struggle. For me, it's painful. For my wife, is is an, she's a comfortable introvert. She's comfortable in social <laughs> yeah. situations, but I thrive in those kinds of situations. For those that don't, how do you coach your clients? How do you help your corporate clients and others to help people from overthinking so much. I mean I hear and and I know I'm I'm talking a lot here but but this to me is really interesting. I always ask people I said, do you ever get nervous when the phone rings? And they say what do you mean? I said, the phone rings. Do you like you don't, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't know who it is? No, you kind of take the conversation as it goes. Is your thinking along those lines for people who struggle with this?
0: Yeah. Everybody we are we wouldn't be human if we didn't have fears in our in our lives. And some of those fears, by the way, when it comes to connecting with others, that ability to step up and introduce yourself or even talk openly about or talk publicly about what you do, those are fears that sometimes hold us back and make us feel uncomfortable in this world. I know the whole world is trying to say, live outside your comfort zone and all that stuff, but I'll, I'll spin it in a, the next ways you need to be to be a great connector. In life, we, we need to embrace being fearless and being agile. And those that are naturally introverted, really, it's a smaller conversation that you're worried about you know, having or making that connection with someone or feeling, you know, I don't feel comfortable in that sense. But by asking those same questions and maybe taking a little bit of a risk, taking a little bit of a risk to say, okay, this is the, the issue I have to face. What a gift you get when you get to make a connection with someone, you get someone who might actually connect and be exactly like you. Or it could be completely different, but we can learn from each other. That alone is the gift of every conversation that we can have. The fears that people have, the ability to adapt and adjust and be agile in the moment when you have to kind of change and move, those are, the, those are great connectors. You don't have to be like David and, and Lou who stand on stages and feel comfortable talking to a tree, If, if worst case scenario, because we could always have a conversation with anyone. You don't have to be like that to be a master connector. You can be an introverted type of person that's more socially focused. The difference is that you're just stepping into that fear and kind of flipping it on its head is what I love to say. Basically taking your fear and flipping it around. You are 100% right, David. Uh, There are many people out there that the biggest fear they have is going over and introducing themselves to someone or giving that sales presentation. And for a lot of reasons, but you almost have to I want to go back to this, this thing. And and I learned this at the conference that we were at, which is, you know, if you were to solve connecting with one problem, like I want to, I want to understand like Lou talks about connecting, but what's that one word that he actually solves. It was the uh, it was AJ and uh, Rory Rory Vaden, Vaden, Vaden that had this. And someone brought it to my attention that when you are trying to connect, what you actually are trying to do is to not be selfish. And I hinted at this before, even if you're that introverted person and you got some brilliance inside of you, if you're not trying to connect with another individual, you're keeping that to yourself. The gift that the world has is that when we all connect together, whether we agree with things or not, is that we're coming together to come up with a new solution to solve a problem, discuss a problem, figure out a solution, maybe to work together, maybe make a sale, maybe make a relationship. If we keep all that to ourselves, isn't that being a little selfish? The brilliance that we have. Yeah.
1: Well, you can look at it from a biblical perspective, right? They talk about don't hide your light under a bushel. <laughs> it's the same right. thing. But but that can also translate into us pushing forth ours. I, there's a, a great line that says, um, when you talk, you only know what you know. But when you truly listen, not only do you know what you know, but now you know what they know, and that knowledge gives you power.
0: Because a, a, it, it is a give a, and take. It's not just listening. It's the give and take, isn't it? It's the conversation. And that's, what, and that's what we do when we have that. So, the gift in all connections happens in the conversation. And, and while we are sometimes afraid to have that conversation, to your point, there's such value in doing that. And how much we gain. I always find this really interesting when people are actually holding back and afraid to have a conversation because it might be uncomfortable or there might be a challenging matter. Uh, my favorite one, which will make this a business conversation, is how many people do you know are afraid to talk about price or value? It's one most. of the most, most sure. common things because we feel we're putting a value of ourselves in fr- out there and saying, this is what it is. And if we don't get what that value is, then we're devaluing ourselves. That's actually what happens, right? Uh, the reality about prices, and a lot of people, you've probably seen this analogy, you know, you take value and price with your hands and then you put one forward. If you put price forward and you put the price forward, all you see is this big number out here and the value is hidden behind it. And You don't really, all you see is the price. But when you flip this around and you give all the value, and put value forward and price behind it, people see all the things they get and then the price is secondary. Uh, that uncomfortable situation about price, once you have the conversation, you'd be surprised to learn how that, you, what you, not only what you explain what your value is, you can have the talk about where things are. And when you come together on that agreement of when you are working together, you've made a connection on the value that you're going to deliver that usually will match up to the price and the service. Right, because you, you actually have. are yeah. in, in this, you
1: actually are helping somebody. Yeah. Right. With the solution that you're providing or offering. Right. And,
0: and and I think that what you just said is the whole thing. What we forget and the value about connecting is that we're helping the people that we're connecting with. And by the way, they're also helping ourselves. We're actually the the currency that is in connection is help. That's something that's unbelievable is that we're actually helping one another. That's the, that's the value that ends up having it. Whatever, if it's a deliverable you're producing, if it's a product that you're selling, if it's a message you're speaking to, if it's like you, David, trying to speak to an organization, explain what you're going to deliver to that end client about your great customer experience or the mes- lessons they're going to learn, you're helping them. Right. And, and at, the, at the root of it all in connections, help ends up being the currency. And conversation is the exchange place where that takes place. Is this something that people, and I and I know
1: the answer, but I want you to explain why. Is this something that people can actually get better at? Oh, now, certainly nice. they can get the tools, but is it corresponding? The more tools that we have, as that rises, the more practice we get, I would assume that the fear diminishes. Uh, even the people who have fear about something, when you get good at something, you're not afraid to do it. People ask me all the time, do you get nervous before you go on stage? And I'm like, do you get nervous before you go to work? <laughs> exactly you know, right. My only question is is how much are they going to like me and how much are they going to laugh. Right? right? Because I've done this for over 20 years. It's not arrogance, it's comfort.
0: It's confidence. It, repetition, um you know, practice practice practice, right? Everyone always you, you, you all the books, the outlier books that we are been out there that talk about you do something 10,000 times, you know, sure. it, it just becomes mastery. that ex, the yeah. mastery of your skill. Uh, you and I have been mastering our skills in conversations through our podcast programs and through the thousands of interviews I've done, let alone the regular conversation I've had in business, having a conversation to me is part of doing business. When I actually go on stage, I'm actually having a conversation with the audience. Exactly. So yes, practice is absolutely essential. Um, in, in my new book, which is coming out in September, we'll do a plug section for this, I'm sure at some point. Uh, I talk about the ability to practice some of the things you do in a conversation beforehand. And someone says to me, well, wait a minute, that isn't sounding really authentic. I would never practice a conversation beforehand. I go, I challenge that. When you you go to career centers or uh, people applying for jobs, there are mock interviews all over the place, right? Learning how you tell your story, how you give your message, how you deliver your sales pitch. I run sales training sessions with companies to help them better connect their message and practice it. So absolutely, there's ways to rehearse it. I have this thing called Mocktails, T-A-L-E-S, which basically is helping you to practice the things that you know that you need to share in conversations most often, maybe explaining the purpose of what you do at your job or what your role is or exactly what your product is. Practicing this is almost essential and in fact, highly recommended to do with your peers at work. In fact, one of my favorite things is, you know, we do it all the time. And in Zoom, we do this a lot. It's the call before the call, you know, where people go on, hey, before we have that big sales meeting, let's do a a quick recap. I'm a big fan of this and want to make sure that people have their certain roles. It's like practicing a script in a line, right? We're running through the play of what that meeting could be like. We do realize that the conversation will take a different turn and go different ways. But having practiced certain things, and if we do enough, Rehearsals to know how we need to be and who we really are. Our connection conversations are even better. Well, I love that because I'm also sort of
1: in the, in a process right now of coaching my kids. We got five kids grown and gone, but they're all embarking on their careers, right? And five so kids, impressive thing. man. Five I kids. No, it, it's 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 arduous. It's 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 a nightmare, but such a blessing. <laughs> um, but but we're role playing some of these things because we know. And when you said people say, "I don't practice," oh my gosh. When you walk out of an interview for something, I mean, many of us have been a while since we've done an actual interview for a job. You think, oh, I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have said that. The third time is so much better than the first time. Mm -hmm. When we know we're about to have a challenging conversation in our romantic relationship, how much (laughs) do we play that conversation in our brain? How much do we walk away from an argument or or some kind of conflict going, I wish I would have said this or, oh, God, I wish I was. That's where practice comes in then you can be present. But let me give you one more a great yeah. example. And I do want to talk about your new book, Speak Easy, Connect With Every Conversation. I think that's also important in, in what we're doing here right, right now. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, but a lot of them that, you know, it sounds like it's the delicious dish on <laughs> National Public Radio. Right? Ooh, that's and, really good voice, man. We got to get you more VO work there. Well, and, but I, I think I made a decision and, and I've been on yours as well is that let's have a great conversation and let's invite other people to to listen in, right? When there's so much preparation, when there's so much trying to be perfect, I think the greatest conversations, whether it's on the Tonight Show or any of the other talk shows, are ones where there's we know what we're going to talk about, but let's see where it goes, and we're really listening to the what the other person. I'm completely present. I'm, I don't. I, there's other things going on. We got a new kitten. I've got another podcast to do later <laughs> on today. I'm having lunch with a friend. Who I don't care about any of that. I I'm here in the moment, yeah. and I think modeling that in our actual conversations with clients, with coworkers, with prospects, I think can go so far. Talk to me about your philosophy on that, and what you address in the new book, Speak
0: Easy, Connect with Every Conversation. So I think you you address something that's so important. Uh, Conversations are incredible content. They're pieces of content. Uh, We watch a lot of conversations, to your point, late night television, podcasts that we listen to, even conversations that we're not privy to or whatever it is. If we happen to be in a room, conversations are kind of attractive content to us. Uh, They're engaging. There's a lot of questions going on. There's all different types of emotions and information being passed. It, it's, it's like an own little show within a show when you think about a conversation and we love conversations. By the way, we need conversations in our lives. If there's one thing that the pandemic showed us was that we took for granted the ability that we can have a casual conversation with a work colleague in their office just by passing by when we were kept remotely, and the virtual medium enabled us to have these conversations that we really, really needed to survive. Our body actually craves this type of human connection Absolutely. that begins with these conversations. What I realized when I wrote Master of the Art of Connecting, I tapped into all the skills on how you need to be a great connector. But I double-clicked down on the most important piece, which is that, as I mentioned earlier, that every single conversation that we have, a great connection begins at that great conversation. And we all know that not every conversation we have in our lives connects with someone. Sometimes right. they're fleeting, sometimes it's passing. And I thought about this and said, but what if it did? What if every conversation you had led to a great conversation? What if that conversation with anyone that we had, you had the ability to not only connect, but engage and potentially, as in business, win? In that conversation, what if we knew the playbook that begins in a certain way that we need to be, the preparation, the execution, the follow-through, the the timeliness of it, the frequency of it? What if we knew all of these little tips within it, a game plan that enabled us to make every conversation exciting? You mentioned podcasts and and uh, television interviews and all of that. Well, we, it, they are sexy and they content and we love it. And there's lots of great lessons from those interviews and those conversationalists that I've been privy to throughout my career and helped to conduct and realized that there was a game plan for this. That's what I did. I put together the playbook in speak Easy. And the name is intentional. One, I have an easy way of going about myself. So I tend to speak easy all the time. And two, the 100 year old hidden little place I want everyone to come in to this cool little speakeasy with the secret knock and learn about all the different ways from intro to outro that you can actually learn how to make every conversation connect.
1: One of the things that I have found in the conversations that ultimately do not end in a sale, do not end in a successful transaction are sometimes the most meaningful Mm -hmm. educational Um, I have a new venture that I'm launching. I talked to a a, a gentleman, an older gentleman who was in his mid eighties the other day. And I get done with my little pitch and he says, I have no interest in anything that you have just laid out to me verbatim. He says, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I'm way past this. I'm not in my third act. I'm in overtime. I have no interest. We talked for 20 more minutes. The guy was fascinating. And I'm going to talk about him in my new book. Yeah. Um, but I'm one of those people that that even when I built Vistage Groups 15 years ago, the, I, the first six members I had came from referrals from somebody who didn't fit, but I had a great conversation with, and um, and I, I just think it's it's an art that's so important for everybody to uh, even if they're not mastering it to to engage and get better.
0: This is important for your, your business listeners out there, and this is what I think has been the the impetus of why. I've always recognized that the connection was way way more important, is way more important than the sale. The connection is where the relationship actually gets established. Yes, a sale is a transaction. And eventually, if you think about in the life of a sale, you have many conversations that eventually get to the point that you're starting to talk about the sale itself. But the goal isn't just one sale. The goal is many sales, exactly. which means many conversations and ongoing connection with that individual. So when you really think about it, the goal has never been the sale. I always hated the term, um, you need to close the sale. I hate the term close because that seems like it's end and we're closing the book on it. I love to open it. You're point. opening it. Great right? point. So the reality is, is that what you're trying to do, the purpose of one great conversation is actually to get to another one. And the, the art of that and the focus of that mindset all drills down to not only the things you need to do, bringing this full circle, the way you need to be to make those conversations connect. And that's, uh, that's, that's what we focus on. And, and it's what I speak about. And it's what I help organizations do. It's piecing all those things together in a real simple way that is a lot of fun, too. I think that's one of the, if there was ever one little plug for the book that I'll, I'll do is we created this section at the end, which we called the bar cart. It's a special bonus section of the book. Which talk about conversational flights. It gives the ingredients and the directions and mixologist experts on how to deal with the uncomfortable conversation, which we give some funny drink name, drink like names for. So, the general idea is these are things for you to utilize as a handbook um, and a guidebook for you to recognize certain conversations and how to approach them and know how you need to be.
1: Awesome. This uh, podcast is a bit evergreen. So, depending on when you're listening or watching this, the book, the new book, by Lou Diamond to Speak Easy Connect with every conversation Uh, will be available everywhere. And he's personally going to do the other languages. The, uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping
0: to, as I spoke to you earlier, <laughs> I, I just learned that, that Greece has their own languages with it. I'm going to try and speak in Greek. And there would you be go. Great, which would be great. Or too. at least in an accent. And absolutely, <laughs> what we, we're not going to do accents on the No, show. you aren't, because somebody, will, <laughs> we'll find that somebody. O- somebody <laughs> will find
1: that offensive. Uh, Lou Diamond, if people want to get in touch with you, learn about the books, also your
0: consulting and your speaking, how do they do so? Very easy. Uh, you can follow me at Thrive Loud. And if you want to break that down, that's Thrive, which is the name of my company, Lou D, L-O-U-D for Lou Diamond. So ThriveLoud.com, everywhere on all social handles and ThriveLoud.com for the website. And as a quick, easy way to get to the Speakeasy book, go to SpeakeasyBook.com, and it'll get you right over to the book page on ThriveLoud.
1: And, and listen to, um, oh, and of course my phone is- Well, you definitely have to listen to that's the
0: ThriveLoud right. episode. I'll, I'll give this plug. You got to yeah. listen- to, uh, to David Averin, who, who by the way, did a spectacular, I'm going to give you, you did a spectacular job on uh, on the episode, uh, episode 749 on oh, the 7, podcast.
1: You know what? 748 was good, but, yeah, but nowhere near the level of what we did in 749. <laughs> Set a whole new standard once you've been to the top of the mountain. Tune in to Lou's podcast, um, Thrive Loud. He is is a a veteran of this and great conversations. Um, Lou, thanks for being with us. Hang with us on the other side. Um, A reminder to everyone that they can pick up a copy of my new book which is the morning huddle, powerful customer experience conversations to wake you up and shake you and win more business. In fact, all of my books, which are strategically located next to my head are available on Amazon. Be sure to click to like this podcast, subscribe, leave your comments below and click the little bell icon to receive notifications of new episodes. And you can learn more about my keynote speaking and my consulting at davidaverin.com. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. Check out past episodes, leave a comment. Big thanks to my guest, Lou Diamond.
2: I'm David Averin. Be good. This has been the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin. Feel free to leave a comment and be sure to hit the thumbs up button. You can listen to past episodes and be notified of future ones by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. David's popular marketing and customer experience books are available in print as well as Kindle and audiobook, and published in multiple languages around the world. You can stay connected and learn more at davidaverin.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.